Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six-figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Welcome back to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast, where we chat all things remote work, financial freedom, freelancing, mindset, and everything in between. This week, I'm very excited to welcome on money coach and financial literacy advocate, Nicole Victoria, who is also the CEO of No Budget Babe. She helps women in their 20s and 30s effortlessly manage their money and build bank accounts that never stop growing. And she's also a certified negotiations expert, say that three times fast, and a licensed top real estate broker. I love it. We love to see it. So welcome to the show, Nicole. Yay. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. I am so excited to be here. I, I, you know, I've been wanting to chat with you ever since I followed you on TikTok last year. Your TikToks are great. I I love all of us women out there posting about money. A lot of people don't like it. It's okay. We're not going anywhere. I love the stuff that you post, guys. If you don't follow her on TikTok, you must. She posts really helpful, informational, financial literacy-related topics. Now, to start everything off here, I was going to ask you, okay, so you, you put this in your TikTok a lot. So walk us through how you went from being $40,000 in debt in your 20s to becoming a millionaire by 30. Cause that's freaking awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So it's kind of crazy. I mean, there's a lot of different things that went into it, but really what I did was, you know, look at my situation, what it was that I did kind of break that down into more actionable steps. So there are, it's called my five-step process, my signature five-step process, which is the making money moves method, which is what we actually teach in our coaching program. So essentially you go through these five steps, which starts out with mindset. So a lot of people believe that to be good with personal finance, to make more money, to have more money, you need to focus on the tactic and you need to learn like what the hottest stock is and the hottest investment and what accounts to use. And while that is super important and it is imperative to your success to understand how to grow your money, what really comes before all of that is understanding the mindset and behaviors that are going to get you there. So in my personal opinion, this is where most personal finance experts get it wrong is where they focus on the tactic. They teach you to budget. They teach you to coupon, but they don't actually look at the underlying reason as to why you are where you're at. So this is really where mindset comes into it. So most of us know what we're supposed to be doing, right? We know we should save more. We know we shouldn't spend on that thing. We don't actually need, we know we should pay down our debt, but we're not doing it. So telling you, you know, putting it down on a budget or writing it down on a piece of paper doesn't change anything. If you don't change the way you think about money, if -hmm. you don't change the way you think about what's possible for you, because you're never going to then take the actions that are going to make you successful. So the first thing that I did was change my mindset. I realized that every dollar that I had was nothing more than a physical representation of hours of our lives, right? So Mm -hmm. if we get about 700,000 hours in a lifetime, if we're lucky, every hour that I trade for money that I then spend on shit that I don't really need or that I didn't really want, it's just me literally throwing my life away. So I really needed to make that mindset shift first, along with a few other mindset shifts 
to get me started on my journey. Another big thing that I did was really start taking radical responsibility. And when I talk about this, it makes a lot of people angry because they're like, oh, you know, that's like, I don't want to take responsibility for things that are not my fault. That's toxic. And it's like, there's a difference between taking the blame and taking responsibility. So I had a really tough upbringing. I left home at 16. Like I moved out for the first time at 16 years old. And for a long time, I was really angry. I was angry at the world. I was angry at my parents. I was angry at the economy, the government, whatever. And I blamed all of my problems on all of these different people. Now, when I started to change my life, what really helped me change that was understanding that I had the power to change everything. So there are thousands of versions of ourselves living within ourselves, and by choice, we become one. So if we don't like where we are, Mm -hmm. we have to learn how to change that. We have to take the responsibility to say, okay, yeah, these shitty things happened to me. Maybe it's not my fault, but I'm in charge of taking action and taking those next steps to get me to where I want to be. So those definitely were integral in the first step. The next one was really learning about self-sabotage. So why, when we know what we're supposed to do, why don't we do it? How do we get out of our own damn way, right? Even when we learn the tactic and we learn what we're supposed to do, how do we stop preventing ourselves from getting what we actually want? So something that I see a lot is people that have goals, right? Say you have this goal and your goal is homeownership and you're like, I want to buy a house so bad. But every day you do things in the name of self-care or self-love, but it's actually bringing you further from that real goal. So you think you are doing these things that make you happy when in reality you wake up every day and you're upset because you don't have that true life goal. So for me, that was, you know, being able to pay for my wedding, being able to buy a house and feeling financially stable enough for kids. I didn't know how I was going to get that. And I didn't realize that I was doing things in my everyday life that were actually self-sabotage and stopping me from getting what I truly wanted, even though I thought I was doing things that were like, quote unquote, making me happy. From there, really moving into understanding our values, who we are, our goals, getting really, really clear about them. A lot of people set wishy-washy goals and they believe Mm -hmm. that that is why they're stuck. They say things like, I want to make more money or I want to be rich or I want to pay off my debt. But if that's not a smart goal, if you don't have actionable steps behind that, if you haven't reverse engineered that, if you haven't planned to set yourself up for success, you're never going to get there. That goal is not going to be achievable for you. From there, moving into, you know, deep dive into my financials, really understanding where my money was going, why it was going there and asking myself a few questions about how happy I was about where each one of these dollars and hours of my life were going. And then from there, that's when I learned how to grow my money. I had to master all of those other steps so that when I got to investing, when I learned how to multiply that money, I was able to do it in such a way where I didn't lose money. So I see this a lot too. And I was actually doing an audit on some of our application calls the other day. And I heard this one call and it really, really resonated with me. So this girl was talking about how she's really struggling with money. 
But her grandmother is like super wealthy and she always has aspired to be like her grandmother. Her grandmother has always like helped her and her sister and her mom out whenever they needed financial help. Her grandmother lives off of her stock market investments. Like her grandmother's just like done all these things and she's so proud of her. So she wants to learn how to invest. Mm -hmm. However, she was ignoring that there was all of these other steps that needed to come first. Right. So she was really focused on, okay, I just want to know how to invest. Investing's going to solve all of my problems. When in reality, if you invest, if you invest money before you have your, you know, solid financial foundation, before you have all of that other stuff, before you've learned how to effectively pay off your debt, before you've learned how to, you know, set yourself up for, for success with like emergency funds and that kind of thing, when you invest, you're going to put yourself in a situation where you lose money because you're not going to do it in the right way. Investing is very, very easy when you know what you're doing. But Mm -hmm. if you don't set yourself up for success in the right way, if you don't have the right foundations, if you don't learn the things that you need to learn, it's not going to work for you. And rule number one of everything that I teach is don't lose money. So (laughs) I want to make sure that I'm setting everybody up for as much success as possible in the long run. Man, that was that was like a perfect answer to that. <laughs> I love it. I love how passionate you are about this. I think we are totally failed in our systems by the time we're 22 and we leave college with debt, with all of these questions, and nowhere in any of our systems are we taught any of the stuff that you just said right now. And that drives me nuts, which is why I'm so passionate about financial literacy and everything that you teach. Now, at what point... In your 20s, did you decide that you wanted to be an entrepreneur of some kind? When when did you decide that you wanted to kind of go off on your own and, you know, take the risk of being your own boss? Because a lot of people who follow me are scared to make that jump. Yeah, that's a great question. So I think it really first started when I, you know, did what I thought I was supposed to do, right? I did what the middle class way of doing things is where you go to school and you think you mm-hmm. get the corporate office job yeah. and you sit in your cubicle and you're like, okay, I've made it. I need all yeah. the wealth and all of the success. And then I was like, wow, I really hate this so yeah. much. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I hate this so much. I cannot do this for the next mm-hmm. like 40 years of my life. So I was like, you know, I really was in that growth mindset instead of being like, okay, this sucks. This is my life forever. I'm stuck here. I was like, how can I? And those three magic words have changed my life. How can I, right? How can I have this? So what I ended up doing first was getting my real estate license, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't really think that I could like start a business from scratch. I was like, Hey, I can go and kind of be an entrepreneur as a real estate agent while having kind of like a methodology and framework that I was working within. So while I was working at my corporate job, I did my real estate license. I was working part-time on the weekends in a real estate office, helping manage it just so I could kind of get my feet wet, learn the industry, did that for six years and, you know, was a top agent. But then again, was like, Hey, this is amazing. But there's no way to scale. You have an unlimited earning potential. Mm -hmm. How much you put in, you can get out. However, I can never actually scale this because it's always me, right? I am the business. And when you are the business, there's only so much that you can do, right? So I was like, okay, I don't know that this is what I want to do forever. I was working a lot of weekends. I was working a lot of evenings. I had my son and I was like, I never get to see him. And this is really depressing. Like this isn't what I want forever either. Thankfully, I was very like frugal. So even when I was making more money, I saved everything. 
And then the pandemic hit and I was like, okay, number one, am I ever going to sell another house again? Like what's happening to the real estate market? I don't know. Then number two, I looked at our situation, like my husband and I's financial situation. And I was like, it sucks, right? My husband was laid off. I didn't know what was happening in the real estate market. Are we going to make more money? When is this going to end? But Mm -hmm. we were actually set up with our, you know, the systems and the savings and the emergency fund and stuff that we had in place that really we would have been fine for like probably two years, not having to to go back to work and not bring in any money. So I looked at that, but then I saw a lot of other people that were really struggling that weren't set up in the same way that didn't have the ability to set themselves up in the same way. And I think that's when it really dawned on me. Like I'd always helped friends and family members with their money and that kind of thing. But that's when it really dawned on me that there's a lot of people that don't know about this stuff. And so I was like, how can I, how can I test this idea? How can I see if this is something that people actually want to learn about. So I started on social media. We started our Instagram account, started on TikTok. Things blew up, did some testing of, you know, different products, did some beta tests, brought in some beta clients, got really phenomenal results with them was literally like, I was getting DMS from people. And I'm like, I feel like I'm paying people to say these things, like the reviews and stuff that I was getting, you know, it works, but then you see it working and you're like, holy crap. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, from there, it just kind of took off and we've, we've just scaled from there. That's like, yeah. I mean, a lot of people they'll write to me and they want all this, but they're, they're just too scared to make that jump because they think it's financially irresponsible of themselves to do that. And I don't, I can never come up with a great way to tell them, no, it's actually the most financially responsible thing you'll ever do by getting in control of your money. So if someone is listening to this right now, let's say they have 10K in debt, they make a salary of 45K per year, something like that. What would be one or two ways that you recommend they start investing their money or paying off their debt? I don't want, I know you don't want to like give too, too much away because you have free programs, you have paid, you have so many resources that people can go check out. But what would you say to them to just kind of get started? Like how, how would they even tackle it? Yeah, so that's a great question. So I mean, I think there's a few different things going on here. The first one would be really looking at the debt. So they've got 10K in debt. Is that high interest debt? What does that look like? How long is it going to take you to pay off given your current rate of payment, given the interest rate, all of that kind of stuff? We really want to understand where we're at with that debt. We want to I have a method called the ICE debt repayment method, right? So the first step is to illuminate, to understand where you are, shed light on all of the debt, all of the things, all of the things that you've just been shoving in your drawer and not looking at and pretending are not there, shed light on everything, write out all of the debts that you have, the interest rates, the minimum payments, the amount that you have left, right? List them from the highest interest debt to the lowest interest debt. And this is the way that we're going to pay them off. We're paying off the highest interest first. Yeah. That's going to save us the most money. The next step in that is the cut cost phase, right? So we want to illuminate where we are. Then we want to find areas that we can cut costs. Where are we spending that is not in alignment with our goals, that is not in alignment with who we truly want to be, that doesn't actually bring us true happiness or joy, that maybe we are spending on things that we think are, you know, making us happier, but are actually bringing us further from where we want to be. Okay, look at ways to cut costs, look at ways. And then the next one is to earn, 
So look at ways that you can make more money, whether that's negotiating a salary increase, selling some shit that you have in your house that you don't use, starting a side hustle, right? Freelancing. Exactly. <laughs> Thinking of ways that you can go and bring in more money. It is not irresponsible to start another job. It is, the, it is a really, really great way yeah. to start paying down that debt. Once you have that plan in place, okay, and then you're like, well, maybe I want to start moving more into this business, right? How can mm -hmm. I start investing in myself? How can I start investing in this business, really going after my other goals? I think the thing that you need to do first is get really clear about who you are, who you want to be, because who you are today doesn't have to be who you are forever. So who you want to be, mm -hmm. and then what your goals are. Get like crystal freaking clear. What is your dream life? What does that look like for you? Yeah. And then how can you use money and this job and this side hustle as a tool to help you get there? We need to understand too, when it comes to investing, not every investment is right for every person and yeah. not every investment is right for every goal. We have a program called Income Multiplier where I teach you how to build out your multiple streams of income. And you know, we talk about, I think probably seven different streams of income that you can start within the program and I teach you how to start them. However, people are going to go through that and they're going to say, you know what, actually real estate investing is not for me. Yeah. Even if I personally believe that real estate investing can be one of the best ways to make money because you're using leverage. Maybe that's not the best way for you personally, mm -hmm. given your goal, given who you are, given what you, you want your dream life to look like. So before we decide what investments to make and how to go and do those things, we need to get clear about all of that other shit. Because then what we want to choose is going to become so much more apparent to us. So what you're saying is so much more of like money management, money mindset is psychological than anything. Because the actual avenues of investing the money of paying off the debt, that's just an action that you take. But you need to first dive into your head and start thinking about it. And I feel like a lot of women aren't encouraged to think that way growing up. Different things in society just make it seem like that's the man's job. So I know you on your website, you say you help women in their 20s and 30s. So what made you decide to specifically help women with financial literacy? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think women are really underrepresented mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, personal finance, financial literacy, all that kind of stuff. And when I look at the financial advice that is out there, that is like gendered, so to speak, right? They'll have like financial <laughs> advice for women, kind of like yeah. a cosmopolitan kind of advice, right? Yeah. And then they'll have the financial advice for men. So the financial advice for women is how to budget and how to coupon. And the financial advice <laughs> for men is how to invest your money and get rich. And I'm like, yep. this is bullshit. <laughs> this is yep. bullshit, right? Yeah. Especially working in real estate and being a top broker, I really saw there was a lot of misogyny that I had to overcome when selling in a really competitive real estate market and showing that just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that I don't have the skills necessary to negotiate my ass off for you, right? And, and, and get you the highest and best price for your home or get you the lowest price for your home and create you the best strategy, right? Yeah. Not like a man's thing. And just, just seeing all of that, and seeing how women were just really left out of the conversation and seeing in my own personal life, you know, friends and family members who, who were stuck in relationships or stuck in situations 
that they didn't want to be in, whether they be just not healthy anymore or abusive or whatever it was, but they could not leave because they did not have control of their finances. I was just like, this is something Mm -hmm. that everyone needs to know about. And it just blows my fucking mind that this is not something that we're taught about in school. And it actually makes me so angry. And that's why I put together like my, my business coach before was like, are you fucking crazy? Why do you have like five hours, like five different free trainings that you give away in like a 16 page email yeah. to be charging for this stuff? And I'm like, no. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I'm literally the same way. I'll have people like even on my team advise me and they'll be like, Alex, your courses should be more. You should charge more for your ebook. That shouldn't be free. This shouldn't be free. And I'll just say to them, like, I understand, like, listen, like, I make, I'm trying to out here, like, make a buck, too, like everyone else, but you guys understand, like, my why is these are people who are coming to me exactly. I have women who will write to me and say, I'm in an abusive relationship, and if I start freelancing on Fiverr, I might actually have my own money to, to escape. People are like, I can pay for my cancer payments, you know, for my treatments, and I'll get the the similar kind of messages you're getting where I'll say to them, like, I want some of my stuff to be free because what is the point of all of this if there's not, like, an actual purpose, you know, a psychological why to all of this? I love that. I literally have goosebumps right now. I'm like, (laughs) I just, I love that so much. And it's all about, like, I'm all about, like, women supporting women and helping build women up and teaching women how to negotiate and how to make more money and how to get frickin' paid and how to secure their own life regardless of like you know some man like a man is not a financial plan stop looking to marry a breadwinner and learn how to be the freaking breadwinner you have to i mean today that's the standard of living inflation and everything like both partners need to be making some type of money and if you're alone like you need to be able to rely on yourself and i love you are a mom who has done all of this i have so many parents who will write to me i am not a parent yet i would love to be one day but they'll write to me and say, hey, you know, can I do this from home? I want to spend time with my children. And I'm like, I think it's so freaking backwards that our system today is ingrained in us that it's normal you leave your children for 40 hours a week to then put food on the table for them. I just think it's so freaking backwards. Like, why can't you be with your children while you are working to feed them? It's good for your kids. Like, it's also probably good for your kids to watch you work, right? And like, see how you are throughout the day. So I love that you do all of this and you're also a mom. So guys listening, she's a mom. Like she has paid off debt. She's a millionaire, all this stuff. And she has like, she's a freaking mom. So everyone will say to me, oh, I can't do both. And you know, you have. So I don't know if you have any like tips for the parents listening to this on how you've done it while also being a parent. Yeah. So I think, I mean, first off, I have a very supportive husband and I will say that it would have been a lot more friggin' difficult. Not that it would have been impossible, but it would have been a lot more difficult for me to be able to do this if he wasn't so supportive. That said, I think the biggest thing to remember is that there's a difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. A fixed mindset is going to say we are who we are, our situation, our intelligence, our personality, all of those things that's fixed. There's no changing it. This is my life. Yeah. Versus someone with a growth mindset, which this mindset has been studied and proven to be primed for success, says, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Who knows who we could be with the right level of energy, passion, knowledge, and grit and timeline, right? If you have all of those things, if you're like, hey, well, I've been trying to achieve this goal, but I'm not there yet. Maybe it's because you're missing one of those key things, right? Instead of saying, I'm a parent, I can't do this. 
you're writing your destiny by saying that, by saying yeah. I can't, mm -hmm. your brain is looking for all of the ways to prove you right, to say that you cannot do it. If you say, how can I, you are going yeah. to prime your brain to say, okay, well, if that doesn't work, then what will? And that is how I've been able to be successful. Literally getting challenged. Like my life has been freaking challenging. I promise mm -hmm. you it has not been, not been easy. It has been a lot of hardships. A lot of shit has happened and I could have let that stuff break me. Yeah. But instead I got up, I looked at adversity in the face and I said, okay, how can I come out of this better than how I went in? How can I make sure that this doesn't ever happen again? Yeah. How can I have the life that I want? And then I can get gritty and I can start to think about all of the ways that I can set myself up for that success in the future. I, I mean, it all starts up here, you know? It's like, I feel like people don't understand the real power of their thoughts, you know? They're like, oh, it's just my thoughts. It's like, no, your thoughts manifest. Like, they become physical, tangible reality. But people... You know, we, we aren't taught that, so I understand when we try and explain this to people when it sounds kind of crazy. It sounded crazy to me at one point, too, you know, until until you dive in and, and experience it. Now, for a lot of people who follow me, they'll write to me and say, I want to start posting about my journey on social media, but I'm afraid of the hate I'm going to get. I, I just can't do it. You know, they're, they're stuck in all these ways. So you're someone who's out there on social media just posting what you want to post. You are not apologizing for it. You're, you don't care if it's making some insecure human somewhere feel more insecure. What's your process for that? Like, if you get hate, how do you feel about that? Or what is your mental process when you create content that you know might be, like, divisive? It shouldn't even be divisive, but it is somehow, you know? I think the first thing to remember is that, you know, when it comes to marketing and when it comes to finding your people... You have to be polarizing. You have to have strong opinions yeah. and you have to put them out there so that the people that think those things too are able to find you. And the people that don't think those things can go away because they're yeah. not your people. Yeah. And <laughs> I know it is so much easier said than done. I will say that when our TikTok started blowing up, it was difficult in the beginning because, and I'm sure you get the same thing too, mm -hmm. you know, a woman talking about money, talking about making money, talking about personal finance. There are a lot of really small and secure men who will talk shit because it makes them feel better about not doing anything with their lives. Yeah. I get comments all the time like, oh, must have been daddy's money. Oh, nice yeah, to have, you know, yeah. must be only fans, must be blah, 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 this, mm -hmm. blah, 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 that. And it's like... You have to consider the source. So the biggest thing that I have had to tell myself is consider the source. And I've just tried to like imagine those people of like who they actually are and how how sad they must be. And I just kind of like at first, you know, it really got to me. Like I would be like so stressed. I would be so anxious to even like open up my TikTok. I was like, maybe I'm just not going to like answer any comments. Maybe yeah. I'm just gonna look at I'm gonna post something. Maybe I just turn comments off. But now I was like, hey, consider the source. Who is this that's actually saying that? And would I take mm -hmm. advice from them in real life? Probably fucking not. And then the next part of it is really just looking at it and being like, like, are you okay? Like for, for somebody to just have so yeah. much hate in their heart, like, I are know. you doing okay? And that's kind of just how I'm like approaching it at this point. Like I'm 
I'm worried for you. Can I support you in something? Is there somehow that I can help take you out of whatever situation it is that you're in right now? Because I don't think, based on your comment, you as a human being are doing okay. You're not well. (laughs) No, I know. It's always that saying that's like, hurt people hurt people. And, you know, sometimes I struggle. Sometimes I reflect on that and I'm like, can I help you? Other days, if I'm not feeling great and someone hits me, I almost like fire back at them. And well, I'm sometimes like, I'm spicy. Like my husband's like, I get spicy. You can't say that. You should tell me. I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> literally, literally, like sometimes my sister, my best friend, my mom, or whatever, they'll be like, Al, maybe you should take that response down. Like that was a little rough. I'm like, well, they fucking asked for it. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, what I've been doing, I would say 99% of the time, if I just get somebody who's a complete asshole, I just block and delete them because I, I think in the beginning, I really was like, I'm going to educate this person and I'm going yeah. to help them see the light. Like, no, I am not. This person is I not know. the type of person with an open mindset who is going to be ready, willing, and able to change or accept any information that didn't come from their own brain or their own preconceived notion. So I was like, it's literally yeah. a waste of my time and energy. Like I run a seven figure business. I have a freaking kid. I'm like, <laughs> I got shit going on, man. Bruce yeah. from Pennsylvania. Like I don't have time for your bullshit. Go away. <laughs> I know, you know, and like that's an ultimate sign of maturity with it because I'm always too, I'm over here where I'm like, let me convince you otherwise. Like when they're like, you're lying about Fiverr, I'm like, no, I'm not. Like I, I want to like appear in person with them and like convince them otherwise. And I know that's a waste of my energy. It's a waste of everyone's energy because they're not going to be convinced. So you just you're never going to convince them. They're not your people. No. Just get them the fuck out of your audience. Like <laughs> yeah. you don't need to be here. Block and delete, baby. Like let's go. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, guys. Anyone listening? Like we're all humans here. We get the hate. You see, like we fire back. It gets to us sometimes. Don't get caught up in your head. Like just put the content out there because even if you help one person with it. That's an amazing thing. You help someone and you feel better, right? Like it's a psychological loop. Like if you are helping people, I believe it makes you a happier, calmer, nicer person. I will say one thing on that because I know I just spent a little bit of time like harping on the negativity and whatever. Every time, this literally happens every time, every time something happens where there's like a comment or there's something that gets to me. I will get like a flood of DMs that day for some reason. It just like that day I'll get like 20 DMs of people being like, you changed my fucking life. Yeah. And like, I left my abusive relationship because of the things that Mm -hmm. I learned here. I was able to pay off my student debt because of what you taught me. I did this. I did this. I'm saving all this money. I'm investing. I'm doing. And it's just like, I I take a step back and I'm like, this is why I am doing it. This is why I'm doing it because I am helping people. I am serving my community. I'm creating jobs, right? I'm helping yeah. change the lives of my friggin' staff. And I'm creating an amazing life for myself and my family and my son as well. So like, yes, there's always going to be hate. There's always going to be naysayers. No matter what you do, protect your energy, block and delete them. Consider the source. If you wouldn't take advice from that person in real life, then don't listen to what they have to say. The thing with social media is like our brains were not built to take in the opinions of millions of people no all the time with no filter right so oh my god no i yes there i i literally talk about this of the people in my life like hear me talk about this stuff constantly because i'm like 
You guys, we were not created by God or whatever you want to call it to take in all that we are taking in through social media. Our brains literally cannot handle it. So if you are upset by hate you're getting online, you're a human being. Like you need to build in breaks. Like then don't read the comments some days. Find your tribe. Get a get a group online that you Great can laugh about filters. it. Like have a yeah. have a, an assistant eventually or somebody that goes through your comments for you or just don't look at them. Just totally. Them. I mean, like, no, and like virtual assistants, I mean, you can hire some for $10 an hour if you want to read the comments for you because we are not meant to take this stuff in. Like, trust me, because I was taking it all in earlier this year when my story, my CNBC thing kind of went like weirdly viral. And like the third day, I was like, I can't do this. So I need to fix something here because I can't take all of this hate in. The thing is, is, when you're getting hate, though, I think you know that you're doing something right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's the hard. That's that's life. It's always like the good and the bad together. That always happens to me, too, when I'm feeling like really down about something. I swear, like God will nudge someone to be like, send her a nice message. Send her a nice message. <laughs> and then I'll open my DMs and they'll be like, you changed my life. And then some days, actually, it makes me cry. Like, oh, I'll yeah, read these girl. messages and I'll cry. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't, like, cry a lot in public. Actually, I cried today. I cried today, yeah. I love that so much. I think it's honestly the best feeling in the world. And it just reminds you, like, why why you're doing this. We're doing this. All right. Tell everyone about the amazing programs you have, guys. She has paid-for ones. She has free ones. Give everyone a rundown of the different things you offer to help people with their life. Amazing. Okay, cool. So the first thing that I would say is, you know, when you asked me what was my process, how did I go from $40,000 in debt to a millionaire at 30 years old? That five-step process is my five-step signature process. It's called the making money moves method. I teach you all about these different steps in more detail than what we were talking about here. Absolutely for free in our free training called from broke to bald. So you can go on our website. I'll give Alex the the links and everything as well, but you can go on our website. You can join for free. There's over an hour and a half, I believe, of like incredible value packed content. Highly recommend that as a starting place. From there, if you're like, hey, you know what? I've done the freebie. We have a ton of other freebies too. We have an ebook. We have another training called How the Rich Get Rich. It's over an hour as well about like strategies that the rich use to build wealth. We have another freebie called 30 Days to 100K, which teaches you the strategies I use to save my first six figure bank account. The students coming through there, these are all absolutely free. The students coming through there are saving thousands of dollars a month and learning the basics to getting started investing. So these are all starting points. If you've done the freebies, if you consume the freebies, or you're like, hey, I want to keep leveling up. I want to work with you, Nicole. How can I do that? We have two programs. The first one I would say is step one. So that's that making money moves method, but the how. So the webinar is the why, why each one of those steps are important, what they are. The coaching program is three months where you get to work with myself and team personally, and you get to learn the how. How do you actually implement all of these steps into your life and how do you craft your roadmap to success? That's really great for people that are just getting started on their financial freedom journey where they want to learn how to pay off debt, make more money, save more money, increase their credit score, start investing, all of the things, change their money mindset. From there, we have a step up program. If you're like, hey, I don't have any debt. I got a fat savings account, but I don't know what to do with it. And I want to start building out multiple streams of income. I teach you all about different kinds of investments through our program called the income multiplier. So we do everything from stock market investing to 
REITs, you know, real estate investment trusts, mm-hmm. mortgage investment corporations, which is like private lending, real estate investing, like all of that kind of stuff. And I teach you all of that in that program as well. Okay. I mean, guys, there, like, if you have any type of money question or you need any money help at all, like, she has you covered. <laughs> also, be sure to follow her on social media. She has great social media. I'm going to link all of this stuff. It's no budget, babe. She's got like 750K, I think, on TikTok. You're crushing it. Thank you. Yeah. And guys, if you're not on TikTok, you have to get on TikTok. This is where it's I'm amazing. finding all of these amazing people. <laughs> My whole podcast is me interviewing people from TikTok. From TikTok? It's, like, I love that so it's literally much. like the TikTok show. <laughs> But okay. All right. That was amazing. Thank you for coming on, Nicole. You put it all out there. You're a money literary literary genius. Like you you got this. (laughs) So thank you for coming on. And I would also love to have you on again sometime in the future because I feel like there's so much we could chat about. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. This was incredible. 